Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sure Look, Sure Listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sure Look, Sure Listen. 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 Benjamin, we're back. We took a knock last week. The two of us, we were given the old one-two punch, Ben. And an an in knock, if you'd like, instead of a, a regular knock, as in an inoculation against various diseases out there in the world. No, no, just the one, Ben. Just the one. Don't um, don't go around licking things, thinking you're immune to everything. Now that was for a very specific disease. Oh, this is. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh no. Have, have you made a terrible mistake, Ben? I've been swimming in radioactive water, Michael. No, I've gone no, for that dips. won't help. That won't help, Ben. I, I, help. I took a trip to Chernobyl and just frolicked. Oh, no, that won't help you at all, Benjamin. I hope you're not too attached to your skin. Sure, look, Ben. <laughs> won't be for long. Uh, exactly, yes. <laughs> that, was the, that was the gist of the joke. Sure, look, Ben, this week uh, we have a lot of things to look at because we've got two weeks of content because we took a knock last week, Ben. So we're going to be taking a look at Prisoners of Ghostland, Nicolas Cage making movies for the sake of trailers, Ben. We're also going to go retrospectively and very quickly talk about Jungle Cruise before it slips away from cultural relevance. We've both seen What If Captain Carter, but only I have seen the film Free Guy. Yes, only one of us has seen the film Free Guy. Uh, Mm. Michael, should listen, if that wasn't enough... We're going to be taking a look at superheroes in other cultures, representations of superheroes in other cultures, Michael. That's what we're going to be doing. Other than Um, what, Ben? Other than our culture of Irish? Other than the classic American depiction of the superhero, Michael. Ah, I see what you're saying. Benjamin. Yes. Before we get started on any of that, I see Robin is gay now. Yes, uh, Robin is a bisexual now, Michael. Now, Benjamin, here's uh, my question. Yeah, go on. Which Robin? Uh, it's Tim Drake, Michael. Tim oh, Drake. Oh, is it? So Robin number three. Right. Robin number three. Now, Michael, as as you would expect, the internet has taken to this with grace, dignity, and just pure respect. Um, oh, good. Good old internet. For a, a fiction. <laughs> yeah, for a fictional character that isn't real and would be very silly to get upset about. Um, of course, Michael, I'm being very facetious there. Mm. Um, the mm. internet has lost its mind. Um, it's oh, very it? upset. Yes, it's very upset. Uh, why? 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 Why do they have to do that? Why can't they make a new gay character? Mm, mm, mm. It's a fictional character. It doesn't matter. I see uh, I see your straw man is back. Yeah, my straw man is back in full force. <laughs> he's gotten a bit of bass in the last couple of weeks. He has. Um, he has. He's, he's a yeah. lot manlier now. He's a lot manlier. Presumably because of the gay panic. <laughs> he's overcompensating uh, suitably because no, of the no. gay panic. Um, I'm not yeah. overcompensating or gay. <laughs> I'm not, right? I only looked at those pictures once to make sure I wasn't, yeah? Yeah? Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so the internet's lost its mind because Tim Drake has come out as bisexual, Michael. Uh, to say that he's come out as bisexual is a very strong term as well. It's just uh, alluded to in the comic. It's just like, oh yeah, I, I might go on a date with a man. Fair enough. No, there's no there's no out and out coming out scene, uh, Michael. Um, what there is, is... Uh, at the beginning of the at the beginning of the comic he is on like a a dinner date which he's not sure is a date or not um, and by the end of the comic having gone through the ups and downs of being a robin for an afternoon michael um 
he takes the plunge and decides to confirm that it's a date with the young man he was out with. So a young man? A young, a young man, Michael. And that's it. That's what has he been? Some sort of bisexualist? <laughs> he's, a, he's a bisexualist, Michael. Uh, no, oh, he's a bisexual, Michael. And the internet has not taken to it well in some parts and taken to it wonderfully in others. Um, ah, classic. The internet, Ben, very divisive. Very Benjamin. divisive. Yeah. Benjamin. Yeah. I have a theory. Go on. And I will now present to you my theory. I look forward to it. My theory, Ben, yes. is that Nicolas Cage is making films for the purpose of making funny trailers now. I, I am convinced, Michael, that your theory might hold an awful lot of water. Because um, no one's watching this nonsense, Ben. I mean, Pig came out, Michael, and it got rave reviews. It got a 9.5 on IGN, and then it has a, I think it's an 85% Rotten Tomatoes score. The film Pig. The film Pig, where Nicolas Cage is a truffle hunter and he's missing And it's got pig. 95%. Does it have 95% Ben because three people have reviewed it and they're ironic Nicolas Cage fans? <laughs> I hope so. That'd make it even better. <laughs> That'd make it even better. I most certainly haven't watched it. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it. Um, the reason that I know this, Michael, is the good friend of the podcast, Connor, who was on that very podcast where we took a look at the pig trailer, uh, sent me the reviews and was like, well, we were wrong. <laughs> well, you'll have to eat crow now. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to munch down on some crow. So uh, huge apologies <laughs> to um, to any truffle hunting pig fans. Yeah, I'm one of those. That's fine. Benjamin, when we're eating crow, we'll have to have some shavings of a black truffle on it. <laughs> yes, that'll be extra fitting, Michael. Extra fitting. Uh, no, we got the trailer, Michael, for Prisoners of the Ghostland. Um, I'm not a prisoner. I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a man. Um, and Nicolas Cage is playing, yet again, Michael, a role for a much younger man. Um, what's he at, Ben? What's, what's he, he at? at? Why does he have bombs on his testicles? He's got bombs on his testicles on? and he gives a wry aside of, seriously... Uh, Seriously, I've got bombs on my testicles. Um, which is possibly a line from the classic uh, John Travolta, Nick Cage movie, Face Off, Michael. I'm fairly certain at certain point, at a certain point, Caster Troy goes on about his testicles being explosive. Um, so, hmm. uh, throwback, maybe? Um, I don't know. But this film, Michael... He has Michael, two big bombs on his testicles, Ben. He's got two big bombs on his testicles. He's got some kind of Fallout, uh, Fallout 4 wrist device on. A pimp um, boy. A pip boy. He's in a he's in a nuclear wasteland of some kind, Michael. Um, yes. I don't think I said nuclear right there. It's nuclear. No, it? you didn't. It was great. N- yeah, it was great. nuclear. Um, nuclear. Nuclear. It's pronounced. The only thing I ever learned from Family Guy. Isn't that interesting? Um, possibly the only thing anyone has ever learned from Family Guy. But there we go. Uh, so it's from the same studio, Michael, as Mandy and Color Out of Space, which were also notable for the fact that they seem like they just inhale acid. Um, mm. at a rate of knots. Uh, on top of that, it's it's kind of like Ghost Rider meets Seven Samurai meets David Lynch by the looks of it. It's there's a lot of weird shit going on, Benjamin. I, I would hazard a guess that it won't be terribly good. It seems to be set in a post-apocalyptic Japan, but a pretty cheap post-apocalyptic Japan, which looks a lot like pre-apocalyptic Japan. <laughs> on the back lot of some LA sushi restaurant. Yes. It looks um, like the same place where, where Hawkeye fought the, the Yakuza's in Endgame. Oh, a classic scene that has stuck in the cultural memory for a long old time, Michael. Apparently it has. There's now a whole film based on it. I can't believe they're making a fucking film out of it. I can't believe Hawkeye's getting another run. I can't believe... They're making a Hawkeye film, Ben. Benjamin. Yes. 
I've no interest in Prisoners of the Ghostland or Prisoners um, of Ghostland or whatever it's called. I, I think I just enjoy our I, I enjoy our monthly check in with Nick. Um, yeah, see what's going on. Benjamin. Yeah. The lady who's playing the lady who needs to be rescued, which is not very modern, is the lady with no legs from the um the Kingsman movie, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Same 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 woman, uh, whose name again escapes me. It's really bad. Yeah, her name completely escapes me. Anyway, Benjamin. Yeah. We're we're whipping through this today. We're whipping through it, Benjamin. <laughs> speaking of things that aren't going to make a lasting impact on popular culture, have you seen the film Mummies of the Caribbean? Mummies of the Caribbean Two, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Yeah. Um, so m- mum, mummies of mummies of the Caribbean, the, the Dwayne Johnson. Two weeks ago, Michael, we got the release of Jungle Cruise on Disney. After I would say a long, a long awaited release, <laughs> but I. Was it? I don't think so. Was it though? Um, so Jungle Cruise is the latest, Michael, in a line of of Disney theme park ride based films. Yeah. And all of them um, have been flops except the first one, but they're refusing to learn a lesson. <laughs> they won't learn a lesson, Michael. Um, and this one is based on Jungle Cruise, which is kind of like a mm. kitsch boat ride with jump scares. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I in the Disney splashed. park. Now, I've never been to a Disney park, Michael, because... I'll take you, Ben. When COVID is over, I'll take you. We'll oh, film it for a blog. Sweet as. Oh, that's a we'll win. We'll go to Paris, Ben. We'll Can go we, to Paris Disneyland. We start a little GoFundMe for me, where we, where we sponsor no, no, Ben's I'll, trip I'll just, to... I'll just pay for it, Ben. I'll just pay oh, okay. For it. Well, that's handy. <laughs> that that yeah, saves yeah, yeah. a lot of shilling on our part. That's, um, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, we'll probably get a lot of the funds covered when your skin starts falling off from the Chernobyl incident. Oh, yeah, so. probably. Probably. We'll get a lot of sympathy. Yeah, excellent. Um... <laughs> So, uh, speaking of ill-advised adventures, uh, Jungle Cruise is—it's um, a bit ridiculous, Michael. It's—it's got a—it's got a big cast, sort of. It's got a huge cast. It's yeah. Went Rock Johnson, for example, is six foot four. Uh, he's very big. He's very very big, he's very Michael. Big. Um, so Jack Dwayne, Whitehall is also very big. Jack Whitehall's a very tall man. It's very noticeable very when they're standing next to each other. Like Jack Whitehall really is very tall. Very tall. And Emily Blunt is not a short lady either. No, she's a tall lady. She played a big tall scary lady in Oh no, Tom Cruise is dead again. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. So that's you know that's a whole thing. But um, in this, Michael, Emily Blunt yes. and her. And her brother Jack Whitehall want to no, go to the. I think am- you mean Rachel Weiss and her brother, um, what's his name? John Hannah. John Han. Ah, John. John Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in this particular case, they go to the Amazon, Michael, to uh, <laughs> to get a magical flower that will yeah. cure all ails. Now, this is set in 1916, Michael, and any Irish audience was, <laughs> that was there was like, ah, yeah, yeah, 1916. Completely ignores any of that. No, it doesn't care. <laughs> got, we want to cut away, show us what's going on at the GPO. <laughs> very, very quickly. Cut what's G- Michael Collins up to? What's the big fella up to? Can you imagine if in the middle of Jungle Cruise it was suddenly turned into very subtle Republican propaganda? Just I don't think it'd be very subtle then if, if it cut away to what's the big fella up to during this film. Benjamin, you skipped yeah. over it there a little bit, but I'm just going to describe a film to you, right? Okay, go on. So we have a bookish scientist, Ben. Yes. And she's convinced that 
Um, despite her struggles in making Jean taking it seriously as a woman in academia, she's convinced that she's discovered an ancient secret. So she breaks into the library and and flips about on uh, stair library stairs, library mm-hmm. ladders. What are they called? Uh, they are library ladders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Nail on the head. Escape, <laughs> she has to escape the city, Ben, with her slightly effeminate and cowardly brother. So yes. she she goes on a trip across the world, whereupon she meets an American adventurer who, after an initially antagonistic relationship, convinces her that he'll help her find the mysterious item she's looking for. What film have I described there, Ben? You've described The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz and John Hanna. No, Benjamin, it was The Jungle Cruise. It was The Jungle Cruise, Michael. But take with that a dash of another film, Michael. Cast your mind back to a bunch of sailors careening about on the high seas, Michael. Yes. And perhaps, Michael, they might find something that they're not really supposed to find and they take it anyway. And the lesson being that greed is probably not a great thing. And if you take things that don't belong to you or culturally appropriate, you might end up cursed. I'm a buggly snake man. And then, Michael, you might careen around again and you might cause havoc for other people trying to get back and reverse that curse in some form and just being a general nuisance. That sounds like, Ben, Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl. No, Michael, it's Jungle Cruise. (laughs) Damn it, I've been hoisted by my own petard. (laughs) Hoisted by your own petard. So, Michael, full spoilers for this now. Um, So, if if you don't want spoilers for Jungle Cruise, listen away now and drink some booze. Uh, And don't watch The Mummy or Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Because all the spoilers are there. Um, So, all the twists and beats from the two aforementioned films are in this film, Michael. And it's actually quite easy to predict by the numbers. Um, Yes. It's, it's it's pretty bad. I think the most entertaining thing about it is the German prince, who's just a bit ridiculous. Um, I was talking to my good lady friend about this, Ben, and I actually quite enjoyed Jungle Cruise, except for it was too long. It is too long, isn't it? It's too long. It's not a bad movie. It's a great it's swashbuckler. Too long. It's, a, it's a decent enough swash, swashbuckler in the style of Pirates of the Caribbean and The Mummy. In the exact style. The exact the same style. The, the exact um, same style. But right down to long. the twists. <laughs> same twists, same motivations, same turns, far too long. And one of the things I would have got rid of, Ben, if I was an amateur editor, was the German prince who's chasing them. Yeah, you didn't like that? Not a, not a he's fan? An antagonist, he's an antagonist too far. He's an antagonist too far and a little bit insulting. A um, little bit racist. A little, little bit, bit of an antagonist too far. Um, America has taken them to his bosom. Um, there's a there's an appeal now to have a, a German Prince solo movie, um, probably in the style of Cruella or yep. Maleficent yep. or something like that. Very um, good. It's a, it's a lot more complicated to make a, a German war hero into a, a relatable character, though. That's that's going to be tricky. Not a Nazi, though, Ben. Not, not a, Nazi. a Nazi. Not a Nazi. Still not going Nazi. to be difficult. Um, yeah. Probably sent a boatload of guns over to the big fella. Uh, probably to give them a dig out. It might have um, been him, Ben. He might have snuck the guns over for 1916 in his submarine. We'll we'll never know, Michael. We'll never know. We'll there never are know. there are three things that stick out to me, Michael, in this film. Yes, and they're all to do the with rocks the rock. biceps. Uh, the rocks biceps, which often stick out. Um, but the the main things that stuck out to me in this uh, film, Michael, are, are three things. My God, they did some fan dangling so the rock wouldn't have to do a Spanish accent. <laughs> number one yeah uh, number two Emily Blunt's a very selfish woman uh, a yes. very selfish woman she was like yes I know you've been alive for 400 years and suffered immensely at the hands losing many people and cats uh, but yes but yes 
Why don't you come and live with me in London? Why don't you come and live with me in London? <laughs> London's great. There's no rebels. <laughs> what about London? The world's a great place to be unless I've got you're you a funny little Irish. Hat. <laughs> I've got you a funny little hat. And number three, would you yes. not? Would would you not? Not condemn your brothers in arms to an eternity of torture that's worse than yeah, death. Yeah, that's the worst thing. Where they're like, this is worse than death, help us. And he's like, nah, have you seen my biceps? They're oh, I've, enormous. Got, I've got Emily Blunt now. And, yep. and McGregor. We're going to have a sexless relationship because it's, yeah, we're weird. It's Disney. <laughs> yeah. Or it's a weird Disney sexist relationship. I did think for a second we might get like Disney's first gay couple. I thought McGregor and Dwayne the Rock Johnson oh, might fall for each other been, at one point. That would have been great. That I would have watched brilliant. the shit out of that film. That would have um, been a good twist. Wouldn't it? To finally just out of, out of nowhere have your first mm. on-screen gay Disney couple. Um, with yeah, McGregor I mean, being the, the man in yeah. distress. It's um, <laughs> the mantle in the stress. The mantle Benjamin. in the stress. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Like, it's over long. It's, 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 um, it's derivative to the point of farce. Yeah. And it's full of plot holes, but it's fine. It's, it is in the same vein as those other films, which it's not as good as. Yes, true. But it's a decent L watch, Michael. I, I have to yeah, be yeah, fair yeah. to it. Like, I didn't hate it. There's um, a couple of Chekhov's guns in it, Ben, that go absolutely nowhere, and it's quite surprising. Well, go on then. Emily Blunt brings along a video camera. Yes. And there are a couple of scenes about The Rock being surprised by the video camera and what it does, and then him using it. But yeah, then nothing comes of it. Like, yeah. it, I, I thought it was going to be something like they would see, they would look back at the camera and spot something, or... Only the camera would be able to see um, the secret entrance or something, and something that's why like no that. one found it for. But no, there's just look at all this camera, camera. Look at all the camera. Look at our camera. Cameras are great. Look at it. And then look at all those cameras. And there's lots of weird little kind of setups in it that never go anywhere like that. Yeah, so no, can, Michael. Yeah, go on. I have, I have a quick question for you, and I don't know why I think you'll know the answer to this. Um, but did they have submarines that advanced in 1916? No, God, no. Oh, God, no. no. Okay, good. No, no. Good. They also didn't have um, 600-year-old Americans pretending to be Spanish. Are you sure? Oh, I think no, they had that in 1916. I, I think I remember hearing about some immortal Spanish conquistador sending guns to the big man in 1916. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost oh, certain. Ben. Ben, you've described a real what-if scenario there. <laughs> Speaking of what-if scenarios, Michael, did you bloody catch yes. the first episode of Disney Plus's new television show? I did, Benjamin. And to be honest with you, it's the least excited I've been about one of Marvel's TV shows, unfortunately. Oh, Michael, I, I think we're in the minority, but I did not enjoy the first episode of What If for Captain Carter. Oh. Um, Is that because no, you're an old misogynist, though? Uh, no, actually, contrary to popular belief, I'm I'm not a misogynist, Michael. Um, and it's that is what a misogynist reason. would say, though. Um, that is what a misogynist would say. Sadly, I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. Um, so yeah, it just wasn't great. I, like it was yeah, grand. It wasn't. Yeah, it was grand. But the internet's lost their mind about it. Are um, you in the internet? Get off the internet, Ben. I, I, I think I need to. Um, but yeah, the I was, I was, lost so, their mind in a positive way or a negative way. No, in in a, in a, in a for, for I suppose for Captain Carter in a positive way. And um, people mm. are like, this is great. This is so cool to see. Like something. Did. I thought it was really poor. I I I thought my first issue with it is the voice acting. The voice acting is very stiff. It's shite. Benjamin, 
We've said for years that actors, uh, an actor does not necessarily a good voice actor make. So um, strange. Especially, uh, I mean, the real weak link in it was uh, James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes. Sebastian Stan was awful. Sebastian Stan is no good as a voice actor. But also, he didn't have a super huge amount to work with. But No. Yeah, he's not a voice actor. It's no, very he's stiff. He's very yeah. stiff in it. So is Hayley Atwell, I felt. Hayley Atwell, Atwell wasn't very good either. <laughs> wasn't wasn't great. They had the tooch, they had Stanley the Tooch in it. For two for seconds. For a line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he's gonna be in more of a later one. I um, mean he was happy with the paycheck, I'd say. I don't think he cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He was in Gunpowder Milkshake or Jolt, one or the other, I don't remember. Jolt. Um Jolt, yeah. Benjamin Paul the best actor was in Gunpowder, Gunpowder Milkshake. Milkshake. Also yes. in Jungle Cruise for no reason. Yes. For no reason. One <laughs> protagonist too many. Um Antagonist, sorry. Benjamin. Yeah. What was I saying? The best voice actor in it was the was the impersonator who was doing Chris Evans. Yeah, that was good work. And that was very solid uh, work. Ross Marquand gave us a solid um a Red solid Skull, Red yeah. Skull again. Yeah. But they're voice actors, Ben. Yes, they know what they're doing, Michael. They know what they're doing. I would rather if they just had impersonators for the entire cast. Yeah, it oh, it was poor. I find it very strange, Michael. I The pacing was very strange. Now, obviously, they have to try and crush a lot of stuff into, what is it, 25 minutes? If even, yeah. If it even, shorter. yeah. But, I mean, what they're essentially doing is retelling us the story of Captain America the the Winter... No, Captain America the First Winter. The First Winter. Yeah. Captain but, America the First Winter. That's what it was called. But and, look, it's a lady. But now it's different. and But a lot of stuff isn't different. No, so it's exactly the same film. It's exactly the same. So there's no reason to show it to us. Which means it basically looks like what our pitches would look like if someone actually made them into a film. Because they've just done the good bits. Yeah, and they haven't done the setup. Highlight reel. Yeah, they've skipped over the setup of a lot of things. Like you don't need to see that. You know that. You know that. You've seen it. No one is watching this who hasn't seen Captain America: The First Avenger. I'm fairly certain, Michael. I saw your name in the credits. Yeah, yeah. I think I wrote a good chunk of this. <laughs> I think you did. I um, think I did. The animation is interesting in places. Um, it's certainly a style, Ben. It's certainly a style. I don't know if it's a good one. Well, um, it's certainly a style. I was impressed in the trailer. I tell you what I want to see more of. Bloody more Watcher. That's 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 a bloody... Where, where's more Jeffrey of that? Wright. Give me more of that. Give me more Jeffrey yeah. Wright. There's yeah, a man Jeffrey with Wright. a big, yeah, deep, booming voice. I wasn't enamoured by it, to be honest. It, it, it wasn't my absolute favourite thing. I liked Captain Carter. I liked the character design. She looks cool. Yeah. And I like how she got big and buff. She I got big that. and buff. That was interesting, wasn't it? That's good I, representation yeah. on film. I like that she got big and buff instead of staying... Very small and feminine because nope. it makes sense. If 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 men take it and they get big and buff, then women take it and they get big and buff. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> makes perfect no sense. No reason it wouldn't. But then makes their relationship with tiny little Steve even funnier looking. Do you think he wears the Hydra Smasher suit? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, Hydra is Hydra is their nickname for Peggy. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! That's an off-color joke. Yeah, it is a little bit. That's gonna um, cost us. Uh, what was it? What were we saying? <laughs> I just—it's just a bit of a damp squib of a start for me. Now the, the internet disagrees, but I—I I just didn't think it was great. I—I I think it's like very, it, I think it's very um, poor in contrast with the previous three series that we've gotten. Well, it's its own thing, isn't it? It's a—it's a fun little thing. It's not. 
it's not the th- kind of thing I'm going to wait and look forward to every Wednesday and make an event of it. Yeah, we might review these every once in a while. <laughs> we might. We might. I mean, next week, it, it's going to make news because episode one has a Lady Captain America, which is big, big yeah. news in the in the current social climate. Episode two has Chadwick Boseman's last performance for Marvel Whoa. in it. So that's going to be news as well. Ugh. So it's going to keep making news. It's going to be a big thing. But it, it all feels a bit slight and inconsequential to me. If the caliber of the next episode matches the caliber of this one. Yes, it's Chadwick it Boseman's will. final Marvel performance. Ugh. Chadwick Boseman's not a voice actor. He's not a voice actor, is he? No. Could be, could be not great. Anyway, look, Ben. Oh. Look, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is, Michael. It, it is, is what it is. is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As they'd say on Love Island, it is what it is. Um, so, Michael, let's move on from there. Then you've you've been bloody watching lots of things, Benjamin. Yeah. Last night I went to the cinematorium. The cinematorium. What a novelty in this age of lockdowns and COVID. Yeah, yeah, you can go to the cinematorium again, Ben. And I saw last night, I saw the film Free Guy. Free Guy? Now, I know what you're thinking, Ben. I think that came out three years ago. It didn't. <laughs> I thought it did, Michael. No, it never escaped. It only escaped last night at, at midnight or whatever. He's finally free. Yeah, so Ryan Reynolds, Ben, he's in a video game. He's oh, in yeah, a very, classic. He's in a, he's in a very, very, very thinly veiled Grand Theft Auto Online video game. A mass multiplayer online RPG, Michael. A massively multiplayer online shoot 'em up more so than RPG. Okay, thanks for clearing that up, Michael. That is quite all right. Uh, I mean, that's not to say it's not a role playing game. Ben, all games are role playing games. I, I mean, essentially, yes. Essentially, when it comes down to it, I am not actually Lara Croft, Ben. Thank God. Despite That'd be my a disturbing image. Physique. Yes, yes, it would. Um, but uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it, Ben, and he's an NPC. Oh, he's a non-playable character, Michael. He's a non-playable character, Ben. But something causes him to break out of his uh, of his reverie of being a non-player character and start to develop complex feelings and emotions. Michael, you're describing the plot of 2013's Lego Movie. Benjamin, <laughs> yes. Remember earlier when I said pirates of the Car- are mummies of the Caribbean? Yes. This is this is Ready Player Lego. Ready Player Lego, nice. Ready nice. Player Lego movie. I also saw with our good friend, well, my good friend and your arch nemesis, Shane, Ben. Oh, and he said boom. there was quite a lot of Truman Show in it as well, which is, yeah, a lot A lot of the early tone of it is Truman Show-esque. Oh, really? Um, but it the, the, the first 30 minutes, Ben, are the Lego movie. Yeah. Down, I mean, to, it, it's bizarre how much it's the Lego movie. We that have... He's a, we've got a normal average guy called Guy and he wakes up Andy. every morning in his little apartment and he lives in the city and he looks out and he loves living, living in the city and he goes and has a best cup of coffee he's ever had and he, he has his best Aww. friend and his, his life gets turned upside down when he meets a funky girl with a strange style and unusual purple streaks in her hair. Manic Pixie which Dream Gamer. Which film have I just described there, Ben? All of them written by straight white men who may not have been too lucky with women in the early part of their life. Very interesting. I see what you've done there. Benjamin. <laughs> yes. Um, it is the Lego movie. The first half hour is the Lego movie and then it becomes a little bit more Ready Player One. But here's the twist, Ben. Go on, give us an old twist. It's pretty good. That was a good. It's pretty good, yeah. It's that is a good. twist. 
Yeah, yeah, I would say it's as good as the Lego movie. And that's high praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly oh, enjoyed uh, Free Guy. Um, like every film I've seen for the last fucking ten years, Ben, it drags a bit in the middle. Yeah, you you you've suffered from an L drag in the middle. It drags a bit in the middle. It loses its way a little bit, and then it comes back at the end. But it's very generic. You could say you could say everything that we complained about Jungle Cruise. You can also say about this. It's a bit mm-hmm. generic. It's derivative. It's derivative to the point of making the, how derivative it, derivative it is the joke sometimes. It knows how derivative it is. See, for me, uh, this is going to get me in lots of trouble. Ryan Reynolds is the vanilla milkshake of movie makers. Well, that's racist. No, no, it isn't. I think of him as a chocolate milkshake. He's the safe choice for Go viewing on. entertainment. He's... yes. Ryan Reynolds has built up this endearingly charming internet persona as kind of a quirky out there, look at me, I'm Ryan Reynolds um, kind of guy. And it it works. It works just fine. But you're going to get generic on occasion. It's it's going to happen. And the safe bet with Ryan Reynolds is that you're going to get Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, well, you get Ryan Reynolds in this. Yeah. But... It's not over-the-top Ryan Reynolds. It's not Deadpool Ryan Reynolds. Okay. But it's also not um, Sandra Bullock won't stop proposing to me, Ryan Reynolds. What was that oh, film called? Classic Ryan The Proposal, Michael. It was called The Proposal. <laughs> yeah, it's not that Ryan Reynolds either. So, Hit the nail on the head there, bud. Oh, God. Um, it's good. It's a good film. It's enjoyable. It's got hijinks. It's got laughs in it. It's got some of... It's got one of the, one of the best jokes I've seen in... Years. One of the I I rolled back in my chair, Ben, and went. That was a good joke. It's not a hilarious joke, but it's a very good joke. Um, it's got it's got little surprises and twists, but it's it's solidly entertaining, but not um, but not uh, upsetting in the way Jungle Cruise was, where you're going, God, this is derivative and long. Okay, well that's good. So you don't feel yeah. it. You don't feel it, Ben. It's better than Ready Player One, I felt. Uh, um, lots of things are. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, it, I, I also think, honestly, it was, it's even slightly better than the Lego movie. It's a little bit more refined than the Lego movie. It, I felt the Lego movie lost its way a little bit. and got. Um, although that might just be the Lego movie too, I'm thinking of. Is the Lego movie um, Ryan Reynolds? The Lego movie is America's Ryan Reynolds, Chris Pratt. Oh, boo. Give me Canadian yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, so that's that's the funny thing about this. You have they're essentially the same character. They are okay. basically the same character, okay. but without the sinisterness of it being Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh and no, I, it's and, Chris Pratt. And knowing what he's probably thinking about in real life. Um, <laughs> God, those gays—they're just not great, are they? <laughs> yeah, get rid of them and the bisexualists. Um, <laughs> he wouldn't be a fan of Tim Drake, I'd say. No, 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 thank you. Uh, what was oh, I saying? No, it's quite good. It's I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There's some very surprising, fun little cameos, Ben. There is, as I said, the best joke ever. Um, if anyone if anyone wants... I don't want to spoil the best joke ever because one of the best ways to ruin the best joke ever is to repeat it without the delivery. Yeah. But the best, the best joke ever is in the scene where Ryan Reynolds' guy is comparing the real world with the imaginary world that they live in, Ben. Okay. And it's delivered by Jodie Comer, who's very good in this, actually. Excellent. And it's it's very, very good. 
It's very Noted good, good actress Jodie Comer. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just call her Wild Style. I don't know why they called her <laughs> Millie. It doesn't make it was, a lot of sense. It's a strange move when you're doing a live-action adaptation of the Lego movie. <laughs> of the Lego movie, yes. It is the second best thing about MMOs of all time. Oh, well, that's good, isn't it? What's the first? It's not Ready Player One, Ben. I'll tell you that I'll for free. I'll tell you that much. The best piece of media ever, based around the joke of characters living in a video game, is the st- the the South Park episode, Make Love, Not Warcraft. Oh, that is a classic, isn't it? It is absolutely, spectacularly brilliant. And every video game piece of media for the rest of time should be held up against that as a comparison of writers who just got the concept of the game, but also were genuinely funny and and hilarious and you didn't need to know anything about the game. I started playing World of Warcraft, Ben, because of that South Park episode. Get out of town. That's how good it was. Really? Yes. So good, Ben. The best piece of video game... People are always arguing, like, why is Ryan Reynolds suddenly the person making the best video game movies? Are they? Because he is that a, is well, that a he made, Yeah, yeah. He made Detective Pikachu, which a lot of people said was... Not, neither of his good video game movies have been actually based on video games. He seems to be making good movies about video games yes. but not good video game movies no because Free City Ben is not a real game Free City is not a real game Michael you know what One the weakest might... performance in it Ben is is it Taika Waititi it's Taika Waititi is he phoning it in no he's not phoning it in he's hamming it up but it's um, it's it doesn't work I don't think really yeah yeah it doesn't work oh. he's playing evil Taika Waititi basically I hope we don't see the fall of Taika Waititi in my lifetime. I won't be happy it with that. It doesn't quite work. I won't be happy with that, Michael, if that's what happens. I really what won't. What a shame. What, what a shame. shame, Michael. What a shame. Speaking of shame, Michael. Um, yes. I have nowhere to go with that segue. I just <laughs> had to. I, I used the familiar verbal pattern to move us on to the next thing. Michael. Well, why don't we? Yes, go on. <laughs> last week. Yes. Two we weeks ago. Week we took, a, we took yeah. a little week off because we got, we got a jab. Um, we got a jab, Michael. Earlier in this episode, we talked about uh, the big man. Benjamin. Uh, Michael. I felt like a sock filled up with human shit. <laughs> That's the most graphic thing you've ever sent me in a text and I still haven't recovered. That's how I felt. And I tell everyone that. And it has such human resonance, my, Michael. You've created a piece of 21st century art because oh, everyone, I set, everyone I tell it to and I never use your name, Michael, because I want to give you dignity and respect. And I don't no, want you're you stealing to, my joke. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. And I'm stealing your joke and I'm using it for myself. But everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I've everyone that I've told you goes, that's it. That's what I felt like. So you've created a bizarre <laughs> human I think it's touchstone. Called, I, think it's, I think it's called a meme, Beb. I think that's the original meaning of the word meme. <laughs> I think you've created a meme. The original um, meaning of meme. Not the modern meaning of meme where you just write a, write a, a socially... Uh, insensitive comment on a picture of Robin Drake and then say ha it's funny see yeah, what yeah. it did it's a meme everyone's, guys everyone's chill out guys. it's a meme um, it's just a prank but yeah um, I'm sorry you felt that way Michael I, I also didn't feel all that hot no it was very bad it was no good Michael um, yep. Michael earlier on in this um, episode we talked about the big fella the big fella um, Michael Collins the big fella Michael Collins Michael something of a cultural hero Michael uh, to a certain to some. 
to a certain uh, part of the population, Michael. And uh, I'd like to say that's what got us thinking, but it isn't, Michael. So we started thinking about heroes in different cultural lenses, Michael, because we here on the podcast, we're, we're sadly, Michael, a very American-centric, uh, content-driven podcast. We can be indeed, Ben, because... It's the old America. They're the ones who are producing the stuff that is... Uh, they've got a cultural hegemony. Yeah, Michael. So we're, 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 we're living hegemony? in the age of... Uh, hege- I always say hegemony, but... Hegemony. Hegemony? Cultural hegemony. Cultural Ganymede. Yeah. Ganymede, yeah. The moon yeah. Ganymede. The moon Ganymede. Cultural Ganymede. Um, I always use a different term, Michael. I call it cultural colonialism. Oh, that's um, uh, that's loaded term, Ben. Yeah, it absolutely is, um, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, so, yeah, basically, Michael, if you want to consume uh, English spoken content in a modern era, you are inevitably going to come into contact with uh, United States-driven content, mm. uh, probably filmed in Vancouver, which yeah, is or uh, Jody Comer will probably be, or jo- or or filmed. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to finish that joke because I just realised what way it was going. Uh, but yes, anyway, Michael. That leads us to a very biased view on the world, especially when it comes to superheroes, Michael. Go on. Because superheroes, Michael, for better or worse, are quintessentially American. Go on. Now, let's be clear. We can't use the term superhero to stand in for an archetype here. We're not talking about like a god archetype, your Zeus, your bloody Hades, your Thor, the gang. You know yourself. We're not talking about those, Michael. What we're talking about is the bloody spandex-clad, cape-sporting, good-of-the-world toting sons of guns that are superheroes Mm. in our modern kind of understanding. Probably from around the 1930s onwards. Right, 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 right. um, If we're really pushing. And those have become a, a quintessentially American art form. And there's lots of theories on why that is, Michael. Um. Some of them are, are highfalutin. Uh, for an example, America is a very young society by the standard of the world. They lack um, uh, mythology of their own. Of course, when we say lack a mythology of their own, they mean that they wiped out the actual native mythology that yeah, was yeah, there. In yeah, the yeah. Davy Crockett. Um, Davy Crockett. So folk tales are a big thing in America because they didn't have one. They started creating Johnny Appleseed on mass thing. Um, another theory is that it's it's a nice way to reinforce American stability and give, you know, all American values a shiny polish since they don't exist anymore. Abraham um, Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, you know, yourself. Um, so there's there's lots of reasons that people think these exist. But fundamentally, Michael, now in a modern context, yes. they make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. It's all about Benjamins now. Uh, superheroes are, are big books, Michael, mm. big books. Um, and I suppose there's a number of reasons for that. They offer the same kind of inspiration and timeless stories that we would have gotten from mythology back in the day, but they don't require the education or gatekeeping that would have once been put in place of those kind of classical educations, Michael. Um, so that that huge human-driven story appeal is still inherent in, in, in the old superheroes, Michael. And then you have Netflix, Ben. Yeah. And Netflix takes all of this highfalutin conceptualizing and goes, but how can we do it fucking cheaply? And then <laughs> how they can we make six of these in a week? We want to make six every week for the rest of all time. 
get the Amel bros and just ask them do they have any ideas <laughs> that's what do you think of superheroes do you have oh, any superhero we... <laughs> ideas the Amel bros oh man do you remember that code code great Oh, great. Um, but yes, yeah, so it got us thinking, Michael, because Netflix seems to be experimenting with that kind of uh, new cultural lens on superheroes. And you've you've slogged your way through a few of them um, yes. in anticipation of this week's episode. So, Benjamin, they're not even bros. They're actually cousins. But anyway. <laughs> two so, cousins. Two cousins. Everyone then thinks they're bros. Benjamin, yeah. you've got your co-dates. You've got your Jamie Foxx yeah. has the power of a pistol shrimp. You've got your... Um, was Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that? I think he was. You've got Joseph he Gordon-Levitt was, in yeah. for some reason. You've got, your, you've got your absolute fucking slew of bright Ben. Oh, bright. You, you've got your bright. Oh. You've got your Jamie Foxx. You've got your Code 8. You've got your slew of superhero films. Mid-budget Netflix original superhero films, Ben. And yes. They're a real microcosm of... Just trash. Just. <laughs> Some of them have good concepts, Ben, but they are the petri dish from whence in 40 years a good idea might spring. Yeah, with a bit more time and formation, like a diamond, Michael, a bit more time and pressure. Yeah, a bit more time and pressure, um, Benjamin. But the yeah. funny thing for us, Benjamin, is we're seeing all of these and we're watching the occasional one and going, oh, I wish we hadn't yeah. watched that, Ben. But... <laughs> what we're seeing that is most are, often the response. What we're seeing are the Canadian American productions, Ben. But Netflix is a massive international company. And Get they're doing town. the same thing, Ben, practically in every language. No. Exactly, Ben. So practically every language that you can think of has mid to low superhero trash films being Hindi. churned out. India, Turkey, Russia. France, Serbia. Germany, Sir, everywhere, Ben. Everywhere. Oh, my God. What have you watched this week? Mike? So, Ben, I've gone really down into the fucking deep end of fucking <laughs> trash, cheaply produced Netflix original superhero content. Schlock. There's three in particular I've watched, Ben. I've watched a delightful offering from Russia called uh-huh. Major Grom Plague Doctor, or Rise of the Plague oh. Doctor, I think. Okay. I've watched uh, uh, a real petty flu of a little French treat, Ben, called How I Became a Superhero. Very good. And I've watched a German superhero horror genre film called Blood Red Sky. Get out of town. And Benjamin, I tell you what, the reason you were off last week was because you were suffering from the effects of your jab and your radiation bath. The reason that I was off was I needed a break after watching those three fucking films. I'd say it hurts. So, will we start with Major Grom, Ben, Rise of the Plague Doctor? Major Grom is a ridiculous name. Let's start with Major Grom, Rise of the Plague Doctor. Right, Major Grom, Rise of the Plague Doctor. So, first of all, Major Grom is a superhero, kind of. But he's not. Okay. He's more of a... He's he's halfway between a superhero, Ben, and a Bruce Willis character from the 80s. Okay. So, this is a Russian movie, Ben. Yes. And immediately the cultural differences start becoming apparent because, first of all, he's a cop. Oh. And he's a good guy. And the cops oh. the cops are to be trusted and respected and believed and supported in this. 
Because they're a grand bunch of they're lads. They're a grand bunch of lads, man. And that's the first thing that jumps out to me as being wildly different from the current American climate where, you know, when, when was the last time we had a hero who was a cop? Probably Bright. Uh, and that, yeah, was, that was no um, use. Look what happened. Yeah. So Major Grom, Ben, he dresses like our friend Seamus. He, he's in a leather jacket. He's in jeans. Okay. He's in a long sleeve T-shirt. And he's got a paddy oh, cap. No. He's got a paddy cap on. And oh. I don't know exactly what the look is, but I think it's going for the look of like a traditional Russian pre the modern age, pre the Adidas tracksuit. Old school, manly Old Russian. Old school, manly Russian man. And yes. he doesn't have a superhero power per se, Ben, but he's just very good at thinking and planning. So before he does an action... He goes to himself, think, think, think. And he thinks through what's going to happen. And right. then we see that as the events unfold. So we see him get killed a lot. And then he rewinds and goes, no, that doesn't work. And then we see it again. I bet they don't, ex- I don't, explain, they, I bet they don't explain that conceit the first ever time he gets killed. Exactly, like, Ben. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he gets killed yeah. and he wakes up in the coffin and goes, damn. And then it rewinds and we're like, oh. Oh, very clever I see what you're doing boys it's, yeah it, it's a weird film though because it's um, it's kind of jaunty and light hearted but the swearing is incredible amount of swearing in it and it might be just that Netflix has translated relatively mild Russian swearing into much worse English swearing <laughs> into big bad English ones yeah so it's a little bit odd but in it Ben Major Grom faces down with um, if Mark Zuckerberg if Jesse Eisenberg played Mark Zuckerberg as the Joker, that's oh, that's a lot of things. That's the bad to mixed together. That's the plague okay. doctor Ben. Okay. So it actually has a very good twist in it, which I was totally caught me off guard. But long story short is uh, Mark Zuckerberg Ben. He's the Joker, but he's also Batman, yes. but he's also Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, that's a lot. And yeah, yeah, it is a lot. And he's gone a bit mad, Ben. And he's he's taken out the criminals and the the bad people in, in Russia, in St. Petersburg. Okay, is he Major Grom? No, Major Grom is the guy I've just described, Ben. Okay, Grom can talk to Major Grom. No, no, oh, the... God. Major Grom, he's the hero. He's the good guy. Yeah. He's the tough, tough old Russian tough guy, but he's young. And he's not the, he's not the plague doctor. No, no, the plague doctor is the Mark Zuckerberg... The, oh. So the goodies, Ben, are the goodies in this film are traditional Russian men and law-abiding citizens. Yes, okay. and the baddies are anarchists and uh, social media. Oh, social media is the worst, isn't <laughs> it? When you can media. spread your opinions freely and disseminate information. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. And wow. well, uh, maybe it's corporations that are the baddies, or even, um, or even the idea of. Monopolies or whatever. I don't. I don't know, Ben. Thematically, Do you know what else? Do you know what else is awful, Michael? Free speech. <laughs> oh, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Just more hassle than it's worth. I mean, oh. um, but look, yeah, he's he's on the nose, Jesse Eisenberg as the Joker, as Lex Luthor, <laughs> okay. as Mark Zuckerberg. It's weird. Um, Amazing. And there's a there's a lady report. One of the interesting things about it, Ben, is he. One of the interesting things about all of these films, in fact, is how the male heroes in them yeah. are tough and 
they're not infallible. They get beaten up and they lose fights. And But they're like 80s Hollywood characters in that they're okay. tough and no nonsense and they're not by the rules and they're not by the book. And Oh, yeah. And the 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 more strict lady cop. Oh, that's another. That's one of the other ones. Anyway, in this, there's a, a journalist lady. Okay. And she falls in love with him, obviously. Classic. Classic 80s. It's like watching a it's like watching a film from the 80s, but with a modern low budget superhero uh, feeling. It's 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 weird. It's a weird film. Oh man, I really want to see this film now. <laughs> it's, uh, watch this film. It's not horrible. I mean, it's okay. not. It's not. It's not great either. But it's it's at, okay. it's it's not horrible, and it doesn't wear its politics on its sleeve too much. Uh, well, I, that's good. The thing about it to remember is, I went into this with the purpose of looking at this from it. How is it different from an American movie? Okay. And the thing that stuck out was, um, he he's a loser. But he's not right. the modern American humiliated hero kind of loser. He's not a Paul Rudd or a or a Seth Rogen type loser. He's, he's a not loser. A schmuck. Yeah, he's a loser in the sense that Mel Gibson characters were losers in the eighties because they were too loose cannon. Yeah, too he's too loose, and he too doesn't care. People wouldn't be his bro because damn it, you're a loose cannon. Exactly. It's, okay, it, it's all right. It's it's not great. so. It's the lone alpha wolf. Kind, kind of, of yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the 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 female characters all fall in love with him, and the, oh, it's a classic. He's the, so dark and mysterious, Michael. The male characters not? either want to throw the book at him or to be him. You know, he's that kind of classic <laughs> character that you don't you you God do not damn see. It if I don't respect you, Grom. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. Every time he does something bad, the the chief of police is essentially his adoptive father as well, and he, okay. he keeps threatening to fire him. He's like, "God damn it, Grom! I have to fire oh, you." Yes, and Grom is like, "Yeah, but I'm getting results." And yeah, oh, yeah, it's smacks the table. He's like, "I'm keeping the badge. Give me your badge." It has a great twist, though, Ben. Okay, go it on. It has a very good twist that caught me completely off guard. Um, go on. The the plague doctor in the first twenty minutes is revealed to be the Mark Zuckerberg character's childhood friend dun, and, dun, and, dun. and business partner. Dun, dun, dun. But that all turns out to be a Fight Club esque twist at the end, and it is the Z- Zuckerberg guy. That's all Zucks. It's old Zucky, old Marky Zucky B. Anyway, uh. look, it's fine. The next one Ben I watched was um. <laughs> This is the Frenchest film I've ever seen, Ben. Okay. This is called How I Became a Superhero. Oh, my. And the plot of How I Became a Superhero, Ben, is the plot of the Jamie Foxx film, I'm Pistol Shrimp. I'm I'm Pistol Shrimp. Hello. I'm pi- Hello. I'm Pistol Shrimp. <laughs> oh, I'm a pow. Watch me. Watch me shimmy and shatter things. Um. It's, it's Yeah, it's the same plot, Ben. It's the same plot. So oh, okay. It, it's a world, Ben, where superheroes are real. Uh-huh. And um, superheroes are real, and an evil person has discovered a way to capture superheroes and drain their blood, and then oh, no. convert that into a kind of drug that gives you that superhero's power for an hour or so. Oh, well, that's handy, isn't it? It's very handy. So if you wanted yeah. to, say, burn down a local school or something, you could go and you could take the vial and sniff the vial and then you've got the flame powers for an hour. 
Oh, it goes up your snooter. It goes up your fucking snooter, Ben. Straight up your <laughs> nostrils. Right. Straight okay. up your nostrils. And actually, it's funny because they, they break the vials, Ben, and they go, and they get the powers, and then they throw the vials on the ground. And there's lots of imagery of discarded vials on the ground. Right. Very, very similar to the, you know, the little nitrous vials that you see around major <laughs> it's a bit cities. like walking around Dublin. <laughs> it's, they're starting to appear in Dublin. That's interesting. <laughs> they're all over the place, Michael. They're, they're all over where you and I live. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've seen them now, yeah. but I I saw them in London and Paris 10 years ago. Ah, okay. And I'm starting to see them in Dublin now, but obviously they're more endemic in, in the bigger European cities. And a lot of yeah. the imagery is about youngish teens getting high on Act- these and throwing them on the ground. Acting the mick. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this one stars Ben. Uh, it has a policeman in it. And the policeman oh. is played by a French actor. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember the French actor's name, but imagine... Jared Depardieu. Essentially, Jared. Imagine, Ben, if you would, if um, Oscar Isaacs looked even more French. Okay. And that's this guy. Oh, that's very French. And Yeah, very French. A little bit more mm-hmm. overweight. Okay. And very French. Okay. And this... So, Ben, he's not by the book, you see. But he uh, gets is he, results. Is he a bit of a loose cannon? <laughs> he's a bit of a loose cannon. But he's a very different type of loose cannon because Major Grom, the loose cannon, was this kind of svelte, young, tough guy. Uh-huh. Whereas this guy is more kind of slobby, a bit lazy, a bit laid back French loose cannon. Oh, very French. He's, oh, he's very French. Mo- he's the most French loose cannon. He is un cannon loose. Ben, and he's so loose. He's such a loose we cannon. We just lost the six French listeners that we have. They're just like, and fuck you. He gets teamed up, Ben, with an uptight young lady cop. Oh, a type A personality, Michael. Exactly, Ben. And mm-hmm. I'm watching this thinking, this is like, um, this is like Scott and Hope Van Dyne. Oh, this sparks gonna, will fly. Sparks are going to fly here. But I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking this is going to be like, you know, the kind of laid back, goofy guy and the uptight woman. And she's going to know everything better. She's going to be better than him and he's going to be a hindrance. But everything he does works out right for him. Everything that he does and nothing that she does works out right for her. So it's oh, it's the Somebody opposite. has a difficult relationship with their wife or girlfriend and wrote a screenplay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's so funny because everything goes wrong for her. And the whole thing is is basically about her being humbled and learning to respect and love this guy. And she falls in love with him. Oh, that's a very French film. It's so French, Ben. <laughs> Everyone's smoking French fags. Film. The goodies are smoking fags. Schlubby laid back losers. Grand bunch of lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so strange. And then, yeah. It's, it's, it's again, it's not bad. It's better than Major Grom. Overall, it's a better film. Um, so uh, what powers does he get? Well, it, it turns out, Ben, do you want to know the twist? Go on. It turns out that he's always had powers and he oh. was a kind of undercover superhero. He was get the, out of town. He was the superhero's liaison in the uh, um, in the police department. Get out of he, town. He has gravity manipulation, which is an interesting enough power, actually. Yeah, that's actually, there's a lot of stuff you could probably do with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty good though. It, it's it's a lot better than Major Grom. It's still not great. It's it's a lot better than Pistol Shrimps with Jamie Fox, despite okay. having essentially the same plot. But yeah, very very um, 
Again, very 80s, very not modern. Very acceptable in the 80s, yes. Yeah. Mm. Very that not le- that modern. Leads us to your, that leads us to your final pick there, Michael. Benjamin, this one's not really a superhero film, I found out halfway through. Uh, it's called Blood oh, Red no. Sky, Ben. <laughs> is Imagine. This, hang on, is this... Can I, can I take a stab at this one? Go on. It's German. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a single mom and uh, life is tough and I have to get my son on this plane and things could be going better for me. Wait, what? A hijacker? Get to, wh- wh- good thing I'm a vampire. Yes, that's it. You've seen it. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen the trailer, Michael. You've seen or heard of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The only thing I would say is it's not good thing I'm a vampire. It's And also, oh no, I'm a vampire. Okay, okay, okay. They've okay. They've changed. They've switched it up on me. The old switcheroo. They've done the old switcheroo on you. Funnily enough, I think the Germans, in their sensibilities, are the closest to American thinking. Um, Okay, because this, other than the fact people are speaking Germany, Germany, other than the fact people are speaking German, this doesn't. There's nothing in this that jumps out at me as this would never happen in a modern American film. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Like so we, we've we've now officially alienated our French audience and we've said that Germans are very close in their thinking to Americans. That's the <laughs> Germans gone as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, cool, um, cool. So, yeah, it's it's fine. It's I think it would have benefited immensely from the vampire thing being a twist because it's very I, much a twist in the film. Like, but we saw it in the trailer. Yeah, and the name of the film, Blood Red Sky, and the fact that the logo of the film is the the status bar from an airplane showing, like, seatbelts on, no smoking, vampire fangs. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's a pretty big giveaway, Michael, isn't it? Exactly. But the entire, so, f- the entire film is set up in a kind of dusk till dawn sort of way, where okay. the vampire thing doesn't really happen until about 45 minutes in. Okay. And it's only very faintly hinted at before then. And, and I think and it would have been a much more satisfying film if you didn't already know everything going into it. If you'd had a Dust Till Dawn style reveal. reveal. Yeah. Um Michael Michael tell me now what uh, what are the rules of this particular vampire? She's a classic Nosferatu bit. Oh, get out of town. Yeah, yeah, so she's a real hideous vampire with big pointy ears and big pointy teeth and Oh, good for her. Yeah, bald and everything. The The one thing I would say, though, is they've not gone for vampire rules. They've done zombie rules. They've done zombie rules oh. with vampires. So basically, if you get bitten, you're a vampire now. You're, you're a vampire now. Yeah. That's, they got you. You're a vampire on an airplane now. That's basically the well, plot. So That's a bloody pain, isn't it? Exactly, Ben. And you know what the worst thing that could possibly happen was? But he gets stuck on a plane with some hijackers. No, you know, is the worst thing that could happen is if one of the hijackers is a bit of a sociopath, a bit of a psychopath, and then you bite him, but he doesn't die. Oh, because no. then what would happen, Ben? Because you'd have a sociopathic vampire on your hands then, wouldn't exactly. you? Exactly. Exactly. Oh. That wouldn't oh, be great, would good. it? The, that wouldn't so, be great at all. The interesting, the the most kind of culturally interesting thing about this is the stock characters. Okay. So they have not too many, but they have um they have the guy from Prison Break as the lead terrorist. Oh yeah, he was in it. What's his name? I've forgotten his name. 
Uh, he plays fucking he's Heat Legend. Blast on Yeah, he's on Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I've forgotten his name completely. That's such a shame. Um, he plays Mick Rory on, on Legends of Tomorrow, but I can't remember the actor's name. Dominic? I give up. Doesn't Dominic matter. Toretto. Dominic Toretto. It's all about Familia. But they have... They're stock characters, and the most obvious standout stock character is um, the Wall Street guy. Oh, yes. It has a Wall Street guy. Yes. And you know he's a Wall Street guy because he knows about stocks and he doesn't want to help anyone else. Well, that's a classic, Michael. If I knew about stocks, I'd tell no one. Well, not that you wouldn't tell them about stocks. is that you also wouldn't let them escape from the vampires by coming into your first class compartment. Well, no, I've I've paid for first class, Michael. Exactly, like, it's an expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that ridiculous. stock character is in every zombie or or vampire film. There's always that True. guy. Um, yeah, and it's very important to have him die a horrible death. Yes, exactly. He was in Train to Busan. Yes, he was in Train to Busan. Essential in, character. Yeah, he's in Plane to Busan. Whatever this is called, Plane to Busan. That's what we'll call it. Plane to Busan. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, look. Um, <laughs> you just got switched off there. I just got switched off. You switched off my brain. It's fine. It's good. It's a good. It's it's. What's the best of the three? Of the three, Ben, I most enjoyed how I became a superhero. I don't really? know. Does that say? Does that say that that I, my sensibilities most skew towards French sensibilities, or is it just the best film of the three? I don't know. I. I don't think we could insult the French by saying that you're in any way similar to the Michael. I'm very similar to the French, Ben. I'm very laid back. I'm always eating le fromage. You do love le fromage. I love le fromage, Ben. I'm always looking where for, I'm always looking for the scent of Georges Pompidou. You quite often give a little salute to a tricolore when you a see tricolore, it. Tricolore, yeah. I'm always going, yeah. uh, um, what else do the French do? You love oh. a HB Vianetta uh, for your birthday. <laughs> do the French like a Vianetta? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds don't Italian. Know, I think that's Italian. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I think it's from Vienna. Anyway, um, look, that's all I have to say about three random fucking Netflix original superhero films that I watched last week. There are, what are you- hundreds more, Ben. Hundreds well, more. I tell, you, I tell you what, Michael. Let's do a little bit of outsourcing here, oh, ladies good. and gentlemen. What are oh, your What are your stumbled across to, at? 3am when you were blind drunk or at 12pm the next day when you were bloody hung over to bits. What were your weird Netflix films that you said, I'll, I'll give it a watch, it can't be that bad. Um, what did you think of them? What are your hidden Netflix gems? Yeah, from other countries. Let's, let us know, from other countries possibly. Um, for any of our international listeners, let us know some of, the, some of the ones that have made an impact on you. Which ones do you like? Why do you like them? You can do that in a bunch of different ways, ladies and gentlemen. You can get in touch with us on bloody uh, the interwebs at www.seanrebeug.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tie room in Irish. It does indeed. You can find us on Instagram uh, at Sherlock Sure Listen Podcast. Mm, means Sherlock sure uh, Listen in English. But all of those, yeah, all of those, ladies and gentlemen, pale in comparison to that Discord, baby. Hop up on it. Hop up on it. Hop up on it. New, new, new. Uh, yeah, and let us know what you think in real time. We're real quick at responding, we promise. I've got it on my phone. Um, so that's a great way to do it. Mick gets notifications on his phone, ladies and gentlemen. I can write a on message on phone. the Discord right now. If you, yeah, sure. Um, if that's what you want, give us a shout and let us know any future episodes you'd like to hear, anything you'd like to be interested in in listening to. Michael, are we taking a break? We never covered this. Oh yeah, we're taking a break. We're taking a little holiday. Is there a summer okay. holiday? 
<laughs> We're taking our summer holidays, ladies and gentlemen. It's a little two-week break now for the next two weeks. So you'll see us in three weeks' time uh, for your next episode of Shaluk Shalisten, um, where we'll be doing something pop culture related. Yeah, we don't know what it is, though. Uh, we don't know what it is, though, because we're on holiday. I'd like to do um, the video games thing, but we might need a special guest for that. We're going to have to get a special guest for that, Michael. It's just going to have to be the way it oh, is. Yeah, yeah. You, do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, no, I don't, Michael. I always just nod along with you. Ben, I'm talking about uh, if um, if video games are replacing movies as the new the new home Ooh, for horror. That, that is a good episode. I tell you what, Michael, I tell you one more thing that I am going to put out to the listeners. If you're an expert in a particular part of pop culture or you have a soapbox that you'd like to get up on and tell us all about in pop culture, we are now looking... Ladies and gentlemen, for guests to explain the, the more niche parts of pop culture to us that Michael and myself might not know mm. about. So if there's anything you really, really feel passionate about. Or a really favourite um, character, Ben. Tell them about that. Or a really favourite character. A bloody a bloody Dylan Dog. A bloody... Malice Darkblade. Uh, uh, yeah, that thing. Um, a bloody Cassie Hack. Yeah. Um, or something like that. Get in touch with us because we'd love to have you on the podcast to tell us all about why you love the character and why you think they're important and why you think they're great. Yeah. That's what we want to know. Ravener. That's what we want to know. Ravener. Oh, bloody Beckwin. Get a bloody Beckwin guest Get on. Get Beckwin in here. Let's do that. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it from us for three weeks. We'll talk to you then. See you in three weeks. Bye. Gone holidays. But, I mean, not. We're staying here. But it's a break. A little break. Staycation. Staycation. Staycations. Staycations. Thank <laughs> you.